0: Okay, here we go again. Can you believe we have another podcast episode dedicated to an airline mishap that is so ridiculous, it defies logic? Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History from the Weather Network in Canada. On March 29th of 2015, an Air Canada Airbus A320 landed, let's say, short of the runway. Yeah, in Halifax. It was severely damaged. This Day in Weather History. All then. Air Canada Flight 624 was a scheduled Canadian domestic passenger flight that was departing Toronto's Pearson Airport en route to Halifax-Stanfield. I will grant you that this flight attempt was during heavy snow and poor visibility. It was simply too much, and the incident resulted in 26 people aboard being injured. After a thorough investigation of the incident, the Transportation Safety Board, the TSB, commented that Air Canada Flight 624 passengers were, quote, pretty lucky, <laughs> that what happened here did not result in an outcome that was far more serious. What could have happened that would have prompted them to say that? Oh, I see, here it is. The plane touched down more than 300 meters short of a Halifax runway and smashed through an antenna array before finally skidding to a stop. Yep, that'll do it every time. It seems that by doing that, the landing gear separated from the aircraft. Now that is a real problem when you're trying to engage in a landing. And the plane had still not even completed that feat yet. The passenger jetliner then proceeded to knock through a power line, which cut power to the airport. And now we don't have a way to help them. And now we also have gained a full airport of panicked people. It wasn't done yet. The aircraft then climbed an embankment up to the runway level, skidded on its belly, and stopped 570 meters, or about 1,870 feet, past the threshold. For anyone of my vintage, (laughs) you have to have in your minds, right now, that climactic scene from the Leslie Nielsen comedy movie, Airplane. Think about it, Uh uh-huh, and there it is. (laughs) Remember that this day in weather history can be enjoyed a number of ways. Right now, you are listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider, but there is also the daily podcast video short. They are shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective. And oftentimes, they will include visuals from that day's event from when it happened in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. Okay, so the Halifax airport was without electricity for about 90 minutes, and that could not have been a pleasant experience for anyone involved in that. But back to our Airbus. It was said that the aircraft was extensively damaged. Really, do you think? I mean, having lost all landing gear and its port engine will cripple any plane of any construction that is not made, of course, to land without wheels or fly without a tail engine or for that matter, without any engines on one side of the plane, because that happened too. So, at this point in the story, I'll bet you can't wait to hear, what happened? The weather at the time of the accident was, as I said at the start, heavy snow and poor visibility. Official weather reports from Stanfield's observation data at the time of the accident was logged as winds blowing near 37 kilometers per hour but gusting closer to 50 and with snow already on the ground with more falling, that would definitely have resulted in blowing and drifting snow. And that is where things went bad. Blowing snow can be tragic for cars on highways as we see every winter, but for airliners, it's gotta be that much more amplified. The visibility was said to have been only around 800 meters in front of the plane and only 100 meters below. Now, I'm not a pilot, and I have very little understanding of avionics, but that sounds like less than optimal conditions for flight. The problem is, this plane was in the air, so I don't think you can call off a landing like you can a takeoff. The investigation afterward included the data from the plane's flight recorder. It indicated that there were no mechanical deficiencies or fuel shortage at the time of the crash. Well, thank goodness for that. Again, not a pilot, nor an avionics specialist, so I don't know. What I do know, was that, thankfully, everyone on board Air Canada Flight 624, including both pilots, 23 passengers, and a flight attendant, were taken to hospital for observation after such an ordeal. However, none of the injuries proved life-threatening, and actually only one of them had to stay the night. Whew, that was scary this day in weather history. Hey, do you like the podcast? We'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea, go right now to wherever you're listening to me and rate us if you would please it's on a five star system and we would love as many stars as you can afford so rate us but then also review us this way we can always stay on top of how you'd like to see the show evolve then remember to subscribe to this podcast click the subscribe or follow button right there very same podcast homepage you're listening on you'll be immediately reminded that the next day is ready to listen to and you also have access to every episode in the archives. It dates back to June 1st of 2020, so there is a lot that we got to get caught up on on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is March 30th and I have a story for you that you will simply not believe. No, I'm serious. If I told you what it was, you'd say, you're making stuff up now and I'd risk you losing interest in this podcast. In 1848, A unique spectacle occurred, which some people considered to be a harbinger of the end of the world. That's all I'm saying until tomorrow on This Day in Weather History with me, your slightly off-balance host, (laughs) Chris May.